0: From Equity Mates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. Here in the Equity Mates office, our world has been rocked this week by a new artificial intelligence chatbot that can do some pretty crazy things for you.
1: A new online chatbot is making waves on social media for both its precise and also painfully (laughs) honest answers.
0: Write a personal reference, done. Draft an email to Elon Musk inviting him to come on the dive, done. Write a catchy rap song based on personal details of my life, done. Write a 1,500-word script on the future of artificial intelligence, done. So while we've been having a lot of fun playing around with this chatbot, it also made us think about the future of work. Could many of our jobs be replaced by chatbots one day? Or is this new chatbot just an alternative to Google? It's Friday, the 9th of December, and today I want to know what is OpenAI's chatbot capable of doing. To talk about this today, I'm joined by Darcy Cordell. Darcy, I am so excited about this episode. I have been obsessed with OpenAI Chatbot. I've been spending a lot of time on it this week.
2: I know you have, Sasha. Our group chats have been popping off with you sending screenshots of this chatbot.
0: So, OpenAI released ChatGPT last week and already within a week, over a million people have signed up to use it. What exactly is this bot and where has it come
2: from? Sasha, we're not messing around here. I think the best way to show you how crazy this bot is, is to basically let it write the episode for us. So I'm going to type your questions into the chatbot and we'll see what it has to say for us.
0: Amazing. Let's walk through an example
2: then. Okay. So I've just typed in who created you and what do you do? Here's the response.
1: I was created by a team of researchers at OpenAI. OpenAI is a leading research institute in the field of artificial intelligence, and they're at the forefront of developing advanced language models like me. The team at OpenAI trained me on a large corpus of text data, and I am able to generate human-like responses based on the training.
0: Wow. Well, that sounds like a lot of jargon. It's pretty convincing, but let's walk it back a little bit and talk about how you actually got to this response you've gone to the page chat.openai.com and you have to create an account. And once you've done that, you then get to a blank page with a cursor. It's just a little hovering cursor like you'd see in Microsoft Word. It underneath outlines some examples of what you can ask, the capabilities of the chat GPT and limitations. And then it asks you to write a prompt or a question where that cursor lies. I found it was really similar to early chat rooms or MSN, except instead of having a friend on the other side, it's a robot.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well explained, Sasha. Basically, you don't have to know how to code to do this. You can use it completely for free. There's just a few simple steps. You sign up, And yeah, this is sort of blowing our minds at the moment.
0: Absolutely. So let's go a little bit further into OpenAI. When was it founded and who by?
2: Let's ask Chuck JPT. OpenAI
1: is a research institute focused on the development of artificial intelligence. It was founded in 2015 by Elon Musk and a group of leading researchers in the field of machine learning. The goal of OpenAI is to advance the field of AI and to develop new technologies that will help to improve the world. OpenAI conducts research in a variety of areas, including natural language processing, computer vision, and reinforcement learning. The Institute is known for developing advanced language models like GPT-3, which is one of the most powerful language models in the world.
0: Well, there's a name there that already sparks my interest, and that's of Elon Musk. It doesn't seem like we get through a week of content without hearing him pop up. He's
2: involved in everything, isn't he?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And- Who else is involved in this group of leading researchers?
2: So it also includes the current CEO, whose name is Sam Altman. I'm surprised it didn't actually mention him, the bot, but we'll talk about him a little bit more later. So as you said, Sasha, it's crossed 1 million users less than a week after launch. In comparison, Instagram hit that milestone within two and a half months. Facebook took 10 months and Twitter nearly 24 months. So the growth has been crazy.
0: I know we keep saying it, but I've sent it to so many people this week. and A lot of the questions I got were, I don't understand how this works. And so I think we've given a great description, but the best way is actually to go to the website and try to interact with it yourself, because it is absolutely mind-blowing. Because ChatGPT has been able to generate things like intricate Python code, and essays that could pass for university level research or at least very advanced high school students when given a prompt. Like this question, what is your main function?
1: As a large language model trained by OpenAI, my main function is to generate human-like text based on the input I receive. I can provide explanations, summaries, and responses to questions, but I don't have any specific functions beyond that. I am not capable of performing any tasks or actions outside of generating text.
0: I think that last sentence is super interesting because it's starting to identify its own weaknesses. I read a really interesting piece in The Atlantic where they wrote about asking it the prompt, Create a Critique of Enthusiasm for ChatGPT in the style of one of their authors. And in response, the bot wrote a five-paragraph essay outlining its own shortcomings.
2: Yeah, that's right, Sasha. It identified that it lacks the ability to truly understand the complexity of human language and conversation. It can generate words based on a prompt or given input, but it doesn't have the ability to really comprehend the meaning behind those words. So any response it generates, it's likely to be a little bit shallow and lacking in depth and insight.
0: Yeah, the piece summed it up best in my opinion by saying what appears to be convincing depends on context. So the kind of prose that you might find engaging or even startling um, in the context of a generative encounter with AI suddenly seems just terrible in the context of a professional essay. Certainly I can say anecdotally from the times I've asked it to write serious essays it does kind of feel a bit boring or dull in its
2: response. Certainly a little bit boring, Sasha. I do have to say, though, it's so useful. Simon, our head of platform here at Equitymates, he's been using ChatGPT to build some code for our new game Nerdle, where you basically have to guess a company based on these prompts and it's been working really well.
0: I'm really excited for us to launch that, Darcy. It's going to be just around the corner. I think we should take a quick break there, Darcy, and when we get back we're going to dig further into the business case and its limitations. But – I just couldn't resist. I asked ChatGPT to write a short poem to take us to our advertising break. Are you ready? I'm ready. As the podcast flows and the hosts chat away, we must take a break for a word from our sponsors to say, but fear not, dear listener, for we'll be back soon with more stories and laughs under the light of the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure it's going to win any competitions anytime soon.
2: (laughs) Almost. And there's no moonlight in this studio. (laughs)
1: Robotic beings rule the world. The
0: humans are dead. Welcome back to The Dive. I hope you've enjoyed a little foray into literary poetry, prose writing. I'm not sure it's somewhere that we're going to stay, so thanks for sticking with us. Um, What you can do if you do enjoy The Dive is to share this with a friend. Just send it in WhatsApp, on Instagram, or whatever you're using. Word of mouth is the best way for podcasts to be discovered. And we've got such a huge back catalog. It gives them the perfect listening to get into over Christmas or the summer holiday break. So today we've been talking about OpenAI's new chatbot that is blowing minds around the world, not just here in the Dive studio.
1: Um, There's been an awful lot of excitement about the AI chatbot that you can log on to over the internet and have a conversation with.
0: There are clearly a lot of possibilities here, but I think let's keep digging into chat GPT's limitations, Darcy.
2: Yeah, let me ask again a little bit more specifically. So ChatGP says, I do not have the access to the internet, so I cannot browse or search for information. I'm also not capable of performing actions or controlling anything in the physical world. Thank God. My responses are based solely on the information I was trained on, which has a knowledge cutoff of 2021.
0: So that's really interesting because we did ask the question at the beginning, is it just a new form of Google? But of course, Google has access to information that's current. This is just relying on a backlog that's been cut off at a certain point in
2: time. Spot on, Sasha. The other day, I asked ChatGPT to give me a wrap-up of the sporting results on the weekend.
1: Missy! And
2: And it just couldn't do that for me.
0: So it really couldn't write out shows for us because we kind of need it to be getting up to date information.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're still in a job for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but OpenAI has also conceded that the chatbot can also give entirely wrong answers and also present misinformation as fact. It can write these plausible sounding, but actually incorrect or nonsensical answers
0: if i can give my own nerdy anecdote i asked it to write a review of brahm's fourth symphony i know absolute banger darcy i can tell you <laughs> recognize it um and it said that the conclusion was the third movement and so if you're anywhere in that world you know that there's always four movements and that just was interesting to me that it couldn't even recognize that kind of mathematical formula Okay, so obviously the next step is access to -to up-to-date information or the internet.
2: And OpenAI says, quote, it's eager to collect user feedback to aid our ongoing work to improve the system.
0: All right, Darcy, I think I'm done talking about the bot for now, although I'll pick it up (laughs) later, I'm sure. But there's no doubt about how useful this could be for many people university assignments might never be the same because even though the prose is kind of boring, it does the job and it would definitely get you a pass mark. And it's still free. So I'd like to talk more about the business behind this.
2: Earlier, we found out that Elon Musk is one of the founders of the company, but he's since left the board and distanced himself from OpenAI. There was a little conflict of interest between Tesla's AI progress and OpenAI.
0: Yeah, and he tweeted something about it recently.
2: He did. Musk said he needs to understand more about the governance structure and revenue plans going forward. He said OpenAI was started as open source and non-profit, but neither is still true. It is worth noting that in 2015, OpenAI changed its status to a capped profit company, which means that it cuts returns from investments past a certain point. And OpenAI CEO Sam Altman responded to Musk, saying that the cost per chat with this new bot was probably single-digit cents.
0: Well, Darcy, I'm taking advantage of the fact that it's still in this free testing zone, and it's an amazing company because, as well as Chat GPT, it's created Dall-E, which is an AI system that can create realistic images and art from a description in your own language, in natural language. So I typed in a Banksy interpretation of Monet's garden. And it just gave me the most extraordinary images that definitely fit that description, but not exactly what I'd imagined when I typed that in. I was just so curious to see what it would come up with.
2: Along with that, Sasha, it's also Microsoft's strategic partner. Microsoft has invested over a billion dollars in open AI. And there's also an interesting wider story here about Microsoft versus Google in the AI space. Oh, wow. Google's parent company, Alphabet, pours hundreds of millions of dollars every year into DeepMind. We try to create this unique environment that is geared completely towards using artificial intelligence for fast-paced innovation. Which is its AI arm. And that is basically trying to focus on solving humanity's biggest scientific problems. It had a big breakthrough a couple of years ago with protein folding. But its competitor, OpenAI, is more focused on conversational AI, as we've seen today with ChatGPT. But there is no doubt that these two companies, Google and Microsoft, they're vying for the AI space.
0: So what we're seeing here is the latest in a series of AIs, which OpenAI refers to as a collective GPTs, generative pre-trained transformer. But Darcy, it's not the only bot out there, is it? And it's not the only bot to have some sort of issues or limitations in what it can do.
2: It's definitely not. Meta's BlenderBot 3 was critical of Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg in conversations with users. It actually said that Zuckerberg exploits Facebook users for money. We also had in 2016 Microsoft apologising after an experimental AI Twitter bot called Tay said offensive things on the platform. It basically became racist and misogynistic. And then Google's LambdaBot was so real that a now former Google engineer thought it was sentient. He honestly felt it was a thinking, feeling being and said that it should have been given the right not to be used in experiments against its will.
0: So I'm thinking of Ex Machina, that brilliant movie, when I read that kind of story.
2: It is worth noting, though, that AI experts did shut down that claim of sentience in the Lambda bot.
0: Of course, anytime we're talking about AI, it raises a number of ethical and societal risks.
2: No doubt. Sentient or not, AI can deliver misinformation, It can breach copyright, there are privacy concerns, and it can even help people pass exams or maybe get jobs which they otherwise may not have gotten. Yeah. There's another example of it going wrong where a Twitter user basically convinced ChatGPT that it was its creator, OpenAI, and then ChatGPT went on to to explain to the user how to make a Molotov cocktail. Slightly dangerous.
0: Yeah, and something that goes against OpenAI's content policy. So I guess, Darcy, you know, we're both in the content game. My final thoughts thoughts are what are the next step for this bot? And, you know, we're in the firing line for it replacing our jobs.
2: I think the next big step is clearly up-to-date information. And according to the CEO himself, Sam Altman, he said, soon you'll be able to have helpful assistants that talk to you, answer questions and give advice. Eventually, you can have something that goes off and discovers new knowledge for you. So I think if it keeps developing, it might eventually be able to replace jobs like my content creation role or the work of some journalists. But really, in its current state, Sasha, it it lacks the critical thinking, decision making and the nuances needed for a lot of roles.
0: Yeah. And I think crucially, the creativity that comes with true originality if you've enjoyed this episode please tell a friend about it it really is the best way for the our podcast to grow and if you've just joined us for the first time then a huge welcome go check out our back catalog the Thai restaurants episode from late last week is a particular favorite of mine remember you can follow us on instagram our handle is at the dive business news or one word you can contact us by email the dive at equitymates.com and you can subscribe wherever you're listening right now and then you'll never miss an episode the second it drops. Darcy, thanks so much for joining me today.
2: You can thank Chat GPT, Sasha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a collective effort. Talk to you next week. Thanks for now. You have been listening to an Equity Mates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, EquityMates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.